Welcome to Women Rise. What makes me qualified to talk about how women rise? I'm a woman living, breathing, experiencing. And the mission of this podcast is to empower businesswomen to take inspired action to elevate their lives. I'm your host, Melissa, and today we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is selling. This is an enormous topic, as you may have guessed, so of course we aren't going to cover everything, but what I am going to share with you are three myths about selling that really, I think, primarily affect women and keep us from being able to sell effectively. And then I'll share with you eight tips to improve your selling technique. So this podcast, as I've mentioned before, is primarily designed for women, and this topic is a big one for most of the women that I work with, especially through business coaching. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. My name is Melissa Barker, and I am a business coach that specializes in helping women entrepreneurs grow their business with total confidence. And I do this through providing training on marketing, sales, and scaling their business. So this is something that is very, very top of mind for most of my coaching clients. And my background is actually as both a marketer and sales trainer. And I think I've trained roughly 2000 people in total, probably on selling techniques specifically. So this is something that I absolutely love talking about and is a really, really important part of being successful in any type of business. And the reality is if you are a woman business owner, you did not go into business because you love sales. You went into business because you had an amazing idea for a product or service and your zone of genius is in what you created and not necessarily the selling process. And that's okay, but that's why I've chosen this topic to discuss today because I think that this is such a critical part of the longevity of pretty much every type of business. And I often find that women clients in particular struggle with sales due to not wanting to be bothersome or too pushy, or frankly, just having imposter syndrome about what they have to offer, right? And not being confident in the price or what they're asking for. So let's go through some of the myths that I think specifically really will impact this mindset. Because the truth is, if you don't believe in what you are selling and you're not comfortable with sales it's not going to go well. So we have to start with what are some of our underlying beliefs about sales that might be keeping us from being our most effective, you know, self when it comes to selling. So the first myth is that selling requires you to be pushy. Sure, some may follow this approach, but it doesn't have to be this way. And the best salespeople do not push you into anything. Unfortunately, we have this idea of the pushy car salesman, right? When a lot of us think of the term sales. But the truth is, the best salespeople, you probably didn't even realize that you were being sold to. Because the best salespeople lead you there through the line of questioning, they help you feel educated and informed in your decision, and you never feel forced into actually purchasing whatever it is. Now, the second myth is that selling is bad or evil. If you are selling something that you believe in, and especially as a business owner, right? This is actually an act of service because you are connecting someone with your offering that can really derive value from what you have to offer. And the third myth is that selling is stealing or taking money from someone. And this is one that I hear a lot, right? This is an objection that I hear a lot from a lot of my coaching clients that they feel like they're taking someone's money. And 
The reality is the act of receiving money for a good or service is an exchange. And that exchange is actually critical for the customer to perceive and derive real value from what they're getting, right? When you get something for free, you just don't value it the same way. And that's not a way to have a reciprocal relationship, right? Because true sales, true selling is all about developing a relationship. So those are the three myths, that it requires you to be pushy, that it's bad, that it's about taking money from someone. And my hope is that after listening to this podcast, as well as hearing some of the tips that I will share, that you don't feel that way anymore. Because true selling is actually about creating a relationship and helping someone. And that exchange of money is a positive thing. So one of my favorite quotes I'll share with you about selling is this, make a customer, not a sale. And if you're struggling with selling, focusing on developing a relationship will help it feel less scary or intimidating because it really begins with you and your mindset about selling. If you believe in what you offer, then you will be comfortable selling it, right? Because you're ultimately helping the person purchasing your product or service, right? In some way. And just remember that what you're offering is a solution. And once you're able to make that shift from viewing selling as a negative thing and more as a service about connecting with people who can benefit from what you have to offer, it becomes a lot easier. So now that we've covered some of the myths, I'm going to share with you eight tips for selling. And I've kind of hinted at some of these already, but number one is get clear on the problem that your offering solves. Think back, why did you create it? Why do you believe in it? Why do you think people need to have it? And once you are able to understand the problem that your product or service actually solves, it becomes so much easier. And then in the selling process, the tip here is that you need to be able to magnify and clearly state the problem that you're offering solves when talking to prospective customers. I find that a lot of times people just assume that, you know, if someone comes to you, they already know what their problem is, but never assume that they actually know what the problem is because they have to hear it and have it restated to want to act on it, right? Sometimes we'll go looking for something and we don't entirely know why more often than not. And tip number two, know the value of what you offer and talk about it, right? Beyond that immediate problem that you solve, I always ask clients to make a list of 20 benefits of what they offer, which may sound like a lot, but it's not. You know, you can think of everything from the financial to the social, to the physical, to the spiritual benefits of what you have to offer. This is a great exercise, by the way, that will not only help you explain the value, but make you more excited about what you offer, right? So we need to talk about the intangibles when we're selling, not just the tangible problems that we solve. So for example, right, I offer business coaching. And in addition to the fact that they're going to help, you know, get their immediate problem resolved, They have someone that they can trust. And some of the benefits of that is maybe they'll feel more confident in day-to-day in their business, right? And so what I'm selling is actually confidence. I'm not just selling a problem or a solution to a problem rather. It's around like the whole experience. And there's a lot more to the things that we sell, right? Than just the immediate, maybe apparent benefits. So definitely do this exercise after you listen to this podcast, if you have some time. Write out 20 benefits or as many benefits as you can think of for each of the services or products that you have to offer. Number three, preempt objections when discussing what you offer. 
So often I hear that people get uncomfortable when they start hearing objections, but I actually view objections as a great thing. And it's not a reason to be discouraged because when people start to have objections saying like, oh, what about this? You know, oh, I have to go check with this other person before I make the purchase, right? These sort of objections mean they're actually considering purchasing from you. And if you can start to create a list of every objection that you hear when discussing what you have to offer, you'll be able to have your answers ready, not only that, but build it into part of your sales pitch. You may say something like, I know a lot of cases this may seem like a lot of money or whatever it is, but, and then follow it up with your answer. And when you're able to start getting really comfortable with objections is when you will start closing more sales. Number four, determine how you will create urgency. So, We have this idea that just putting out our products and services and having them available all the time is really great. But the reality is people need a reason to buy from you now. So determine how you will create urgency. And you can do this primarily through through two options, right? So you can either limit availability or somehow create exclusivity. So you can easily hint at these things when you're talking to prospects, right? So tell them about your availability. If you're a service-based business, like, hey, I'm booked out to this date. But if you want to get on my schedule, you know, I suggest you book now, right? And there's very subtle ways to do this through conversation. So really identify which way is best for you to create urgency so that you can start closing deals faster. Number five, get comfortable hearing no. Now, this is a big one because it doesn't always mean that you are doing a bad job of selling. There are a number of reasons where someone could decide not to purchase from you that have absolutely nothing to do with you. But if you're not hearing no, it means you're not talking to enough people, right? And that is just a part of the process and getting comfortable with hearing no will help you a lot because you are inevitably going to hear no at some point in your business. And the more often you hear it, it means you're just talking to enough people. Number six, have options for downselling or upselling. And if you're new to these terms, I'll give you just a quick description here. So downselling essentially means a smaller offering, whether that's like monetary or the term of the engagement or the type of product, right? So don't immediately go to a downsell, but if you know this person is not going to purchase from you, then you can always offer some smaller way to engage with you so that they might turn into a customer later on. Now, upselling, on the other hand, means offering add-ons, additional services, right? So figuring out how you can have options for both downselling and upselling before you actually ever talk to a prospect is very important because the reason for this is not just necessarily to get more money, but it's to truly serve your client in the best way and to understand what are the products or services that could be really beneficial to them. Again, it's all about the benefits and not about pulling one over. Number seven, always have more than one option. So there's a number of studies that have been done on this in sales and when people convert, and the optimal amount of options are two to three. So give people two to three ways to work with you. And the reason for this is that people feel like they have a choice instead of just saying, this is the only service that will be best for you, right? They want a couple of options. So they feel they can make informed decisions. And last, but certainly not least, number eight, is always follow up, right? So after you've had a conversation with a prospect, ask them when would be best to follow up at the end of the conversation. Don't be afraid of being annoying. Let other people tell you they don't wanna hear from you. 
Never assume that people don't want to hear from you again because that is usually, I've found in working with clients where people fall short, right? Is they just have this assumption that they're going to be annoying. Let other people have good boundaries. Let other people tell you when they don't want to hear from you anymore. And by not following up, you are instantly losing out on potential customers, right? And so, so often I find that people just say, oh, well, they'll they'll get back to me. No, (laughs) they won't get back to you. They have lives, they're busy, and that reminder is going to be helpful. So the easiest way to do this is simply to ask after you've spoken to a prospective customer, is it okay if I follow up with you in three days? Or when would be best for me to follow up with you? right? And just simply asking that question also shows your level of interest in working with them and that you value having them as a customer or potentially a customer. And so this is a really, really key thing. If someone says they want to work with you, don't assume that they are going to ever follow up with you. Always reach out. And if you don't remember to ask them, you know, when would be the best time to follow up? Just follow up anyways. It's up to them to tell you that they don't want to hear from you anymore. So those are the tips that I have for selling. This is a very, very deep topic, and I'm sure I will do another episode on this at some point. So if you enjoyed this episode, if you want to hear more about selling technique, always feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. My handle is Melissa S, as in Shia Barker, so M-E-L-I-S-S-A-S-B-A-R-K-E-R, and I would love to hear from you. Always feel free to connect there or message me on whatever platform you are listening on to today. So a quick housekeeping item. So as many of you listeners may have noticed, I went a few weeks without doing a podcast and due to a variety of things, getting sick, getting really busy, and also just rethinking how often I can feasibly do this podcast. So I will actually be moving to a two podcasts a month schedule. So you will hear from me two times a month on Tuesdays, and I look forward to connecting with you offline. So until next week, you badass ladies or two weeks from now, rather, (laughs) keep moving and shaking. Check back in two Tuesdays at 9 a.m. for another episode of Women Rise.